Okay, Bruchim Abayim, welcome everyone. Shalom Aleichem to the Kala Agar de Perka. Fine Labor Day afternoon. Tavshin Pebez Chaydash as we prepare for Parashas Kiseitse. Um, by way of introduction, I want to let everybody know about a wonderful opportunity. Bez Shem, we're completing the Sefer on Shemais that's uh, being uh, completed. And going to for publication, if anybody wants to be mishtatev uh, in the sefer, please let us know. And tavei alechem bracha. Okay, parshas kiseitze. We have a little passage, small passage, about somebody who committed presumably a sin, and he's liable to the death penalty. And Chazal say that anyone who's given the death penalty is hung. It's actually hanged. And the Torah warns us, do not leave his body hanging overnight. If a man will have a sin, mishpat maves, a sentence of death, vehumas, and you'll kill him. And you'll hang him on a tree. Do not let his carcass remain hanging on the tree. You should surely bury him on that day. The curse of God is hanging. Meaning, man was created in the image of Hashem. It almost looks as if, Kaviachal, it's the Rebunishlam. Do not contaminate your land. That Hashem, your God, gives you as an inheritance. Now, on this Pasuk, there's a tradition that eulogies have been given for various gedolim throughout history, where this pasuk is interpret, interpreted in a incredible way, in a kabbalistic way. And one of the first instances that this hespit appeared is in a sefer Chavos Yair, written by Reb Elazar Kalir, not to be confused with the Python Reb Elazar Kalir was the author of Sefer Aryakar, also Chavos Yair, not to be confused with Rabbi Yair Bachrach. And he's someone who wrote Sefer Archadash Ala Torah on the five Megillahs, on Meseches Psachim, Meseches Kedushin. And he gave a hesped in 1785. This book was published in 1792. And he writes that he heard in the name of the great Goin, the Ramah, that when the Ramah's father-in-law, Rav Shalom Shachna, now Rav Shalom Shachna is, uh, was the recognized God al-Hadar in all of Europe. The Chais of Lublin would say that while all the rabbis who are buried in Poland, they migrate to Eretz Yisrael once they are buried, except for Rav Shalom Shachna. He is the guardian of the city of Lublin. In fact, in the Sefer She'eris Yisrael, he brings that the Ramah, the Ramah was the son-in-law of Rav Shalom Shachna. Rav Shalom Shachna was the great Rosh Hashiva in Europe. He was Marbid's Torah for 40 years without taking any money. Then the Ramah's Gemara and Sanhedrin, Dav Ches, where it talks about the name of the Mashiach, the Ramah wrote on the side of the page, Ani Oimer, I say Shachna Shemai. His name is Shachna. In other words, Ramah was saying that his Rebbe, his father-in-law, was the Mashiach. 
like it says, L'shichnoi Sidrashenu. And when Rav Shalom Shachna passed away, his son-in-law, the Ramah, gave a hesbid. And the Ramah said in his hesbid an incredible interpretation of this Pasuk. If a man will have, be chait, chait could mean not sin, but missing. Like Basheva and David, uh, like Basheva said to David, that when you die, David, then I and your son Shlomo will be chataim, missing from Gedula. Or like the Pasuk, koilea el ha You could shoot the slingshot at a hair's breadth and not miss. So, kihia be'ish chait. If a person is missing, mishpat maves, a reason to die, they're at tzadik gomor. They have no sin in their repertoire. Vihumas, and even though they're missing a reason to die, they died. Visalisa oisai aleitz. Hang it on a tree. Blame it on the sin of Adam Arishai. You know why they died? Why they died? They didn't sin. They died because of the primordial sin of Adam. Because of the Eitz Hadas. And this is what the Ramah said about his father-in-law, Rav Shalom Shachna, that he is in fact that type of individual. That he is chait. He's missing. Mishpat Maves. A reason to die. And yet, for Humas, the only reason he died is Vesalisa Aysayalitz. Like we find in the Gemara, Arba Mesub Etio Shalnachash, there are four people in history who never sinned, and the only reason they died is because they, because of the sin of the, the Eitz Hadas, because of the bite of the snake. Who were the four people who never sinned? They were Binyamin, the son of Yaakov, Amram, the father of Moshe, Yishai, the father of David, Kilab, the son of David. This was the Hesped that Rebbe Lazar Kalir gave. Excuse me, this was the Hesped. Rebbe Lazar HaKalir gave this Hesped about, but Rebbe Lazar Kalir was the rabbi in Zavlodov, in Rachnitz, and in Kalin. And he gave this Hesped, and he quoted over the Hesped the Ramah said about his father-in-law. Now what's interesting is, Rebbe Shalom Shachna passed away in 1558 on Rosh Chodesh Kislev. And not for 234 years did we ever hear a word that the Ramah eulogized his father-in-law as such. So, so here we have a report. Rebbe Lazar Kalir says that the Ramah eulogized his father-in-law. And yet we have no record in any of the Sifrei Kodesh that in fact this was the Hesbid that the Ramah gave to Rav Shalom Shachna. Interestingly, there's a sefer, Yerach Ho'isonim, of Rabbi Avram Rappaport, who does not quote the Ramah's Hesped. Now this sefer, uh, Yerach Ho'isonim, Eisan Ho'ezrachi, was published with the sefer Eisan Ho'ezrachi, and he does not say the Ramah gave this interpretation at the eulogy of his father-in-law, but rather... He says he heard in the name of the Rama, and he adds another point. Because what does the Pasuk mean? Chait Mishmat Maves. A sin of a judgment to die. should say he has a Mishmat Maves. He has a judgment to die. What does the word Chait mean? And he 
quotes Ramah that interprets that the word chet means missing. And I have over here in the Sefer, Bechagvei Hasela, a Reb Chagai Preshel, quotes his father, Rav Tovia Preshel, who was a great Jewish traveler. And he traveled to Spain to speak to conversos. He traveled throughout the Jewish world. He was like the modern-day Rabbi Binyamin of Tudila. And he was a scholar, a researcher, a writer. He wrote for many publications. Um, and he is somewhat incredulous that how could it be that the Ramah gave this hesped for Rav Shachna in 1558, and we have no record of this hesped until the year um, 1792. I mean, is that even possible that 234 years go by and we have no record of this? Yes, and the Yerach Sanum says he heard the Ramah said this interpretation. But why is this not on record? And then what's interesting is there's another tradition that this Hesed was not given by Rav Moshe Israelis for Rav Shalom Shachna, but this Hesed was given by one of the all-time great giants and mystics and Kabbalists, none other than the Arizal. And the Arizal gave this Hesed over upon the demise of one of the great all-time Mekubalim himself, the Ramak. And, but interestingly and strangely, the only place this is quoted is in the Yaros Devash of Yonasan Ibishitz. That he says that Arizal gave a hesped for the Ramak on the Pasuk in this week's parsha, Kiya Beish Chait Mishpat Maves. That if a man will be missing a reason to die because he didn't do any sin, and why did he die? Hinge it on the tree because of the Eitz Hadas. You know, it's, it's interesting that. Rev. Preshel points out that here we have it, that that which we have hearsay that the Ramah gave over this Hesed and Rav Shalom Shachna, some say, namely Rabbi Yonis and says that the Arizal said it about the Ramak. This is the earliest source in our repertoire of the Hesed that Ari gave for Moshe Cordovero. Now, this is very Interesting, because Rabbi Yonis and Ibishitz came to the Kehilos of Ehu, Altona, Hamburg, Wandsbeck in the year 1750, the end of the year uh, Tavkov Yud. He was Nifter in Chodesh Elul, Tavkov Chavdal, 1764. That means he gave this drasha somewhere between 1751 and 1764. The second chilek of the Yaris Devash where this Hesped is published, was published in 1782. Basically, the Ramak who passed away in 1570, 210 years go by before we have a record of what the Ari said at his Levaya. What's even more interesting is, the Chida, I remember I, I heard this many years ago, this Hesped, I heard over that the Arizal was Masped the Ramak with this interpretation of the Pasuk, I heard this from Rav Obam, quoting the Chida, and I looked, it's not in the Shem Agadolim, but it's in the Chida's commentary to this week's parsha, Nachal Kidumim, from 1724 to 1806, where the Chida says on this Pasuk, in number 8, 
V'chiyia ve'ish chet mishpat maves v'humas v'salisa oisai aleitz that the Arizal said at the Ramak's Levaya that if a man will be missing a reason to die because he's a tzaddik gomor and he has no sin, why did he die? V'salisa oisai aleitz hinge it on the tree. Now, where did the Chidah get this from? There's no question the Chidah got this from Rabbi Yonis and Ibishetz. The Chidah lived 1724 to 1806. He lived 82 years. And the Nachal Kidumim Rav Preshel brings was published in Livorno for the first time between 1795 and 1797, shortly after the was published. There's no question the Yaristavash is the source of the Chidah. In fact, in the Chidah Sefer Dvarim Achadim, there he brings an interpretation on the Pasuk, that a person should do tshuva on the very same day that he sinned, because a sin is like a novella, and man is called a tree. And then he says, that's what the Yaristavash says. And then he brings, by the way, the Aros Tavash brings that the Ari said as the as the Hespit on the Ramak, If you're missing a reason to die, v'salisa oisayalitz. So we have two unusual Hespidim. A Hespid the Ramah gave for Rav Shalom Shachna. And there is no record of it from the year 1558 when Rav Shalom Shachna died until 1792 when the Archadash was published. We have more than 200 years go by, 234 years go by, no record of the Hesped. From the death of the Ramak in 1570 until 1782, we have no record that Ariza gave this Hesped for the Ramak. That's the first uh, difficulty Rav Prashel raises. But there's a, even more, in my mind, even more difficulty. And that is, the Arizal had a student. The students of the students of the Ari were called the Gureho Arizal, the young lion cubs of the Ari. And there is somebody by the name of Rav Mordechai HaKohen, who was a student of Rav Yisrael di Korial, who lived from 1504 to 1573, who was a student of the Ari. And Rav Mordechai HaKohen was, was in Svas, and because of financial hardship, he became a rabbi in Aleppo. And he writes in his commentary to the Torah, which is one of, which has become recognized as a classic commentary. It's an unusual commentary, because it's like a combination and fusion of Pshat and Kabbalah. He brings over here number 11. Someone who was given death, heaven punished the person. And you want to say to yourself, well, this person is a tzaddik gamor. The only thing it did wrong, and this person never sinned. He's, you're going to say, he's chet mishpat maves. He's missing a reason to die. Vehumas, and he died. No, loisolin nivlasoyalates. Don't hang this abomination on the tree. Don't think such a thought. 
Such a thought is a nevala. It's disgusting. You're gonna you're gonna blame the death of this person on other marishain. Cover tikbareno. Bury the thought. Don't bring it in your mind. Loy sullen. Don't contaminate your body with such a thought. You have to believe that ain misa b'loichet. God is righteous and His judgment is righteous. That's a corruption. What you're thinking. So the very pshat <laughs> that the Chavos Yoyer attributes that the Ramah said about Rav Shalom Shachna, and that Rav Yonasan and the Chida attribute that the Arizal said about the Ramak, the student of the Ari interprets the Pasuk not only not like this, not only against it, but he interprets the Pasuk that such a notion is an abomination, it's disgusting. That if you see someone who died, and you say, oh, he's such a tzaddik, why did he die? It must be, um, he died because of the sin of Adam Arishai. No, don't think such a thought. Chasusham to mention such a thought. It's disgusting, such a thought. It's abominable, it's despicable. It's a nevala, nevala. This hashkafa is a nevala, says the shach. Cover, bury the thought. So, on the one hand, we have two traditions that this hashkafa was interpreted by none other than the Ramah about Rav Shom Shachna, the Arizal about the Ramak, and yet Rav Mordechai HaKoyen, the student of Yisrael di Kuryal, in the Sifsei Koyen, he interprets that not only can this Pasuk be interpreted otherwise, but that it is actually interpreted that the idea that is attributed to Ramah and Arizal is abominable and disgusting. Now, if the Ari said this about the Ramak, you don't think his student, the Shach Alatar, would have known that and would have known not to say that such a thought is an abomination? He's living in Sas, you don't think he would have known about this? By the way, to, to throw into the mix, the Shlach Kadosh. Interprets the pasuk v'chiyia be'ish chait mishpat maves v'humas v'salisai oisai al eitz. He quotes Tikune Zayhar that if you see somebody missing a reason to die, then attribute it to the sin of Adam Arishin. And again, Reb Prashel says, if the Ari gave this as a hesped upon the demise of the Ramak, why would the Shla, who is a student of a student, if if the Ari said this about the Ramak, if the Ramah said this about Rav Shalom Shachna, the Shla was a student of a student of Rav Shalom Shachna. His father, Rabbi Avram, was a student of the Ramah. If the Ramah gave such a hesped, you don't think the Shlo would know about it? Why does he have to quote Tikkunei Zayar? Why couldn't he say this is what our Rebbe, the Ramah, said about Rav Shalom Shachna? So Rav Prashel says that in his mind, it's very unlikely that this was given as a hesped of the, by the Ramah for Rav Shalom Shachna. 
Because the Ramah gave it as a Hesped, why wouldn't the Shla know this? Why would he just say it quoting the Tikkunei Zayhar? So to that question, I personally would say, why quote a story if you could quote an actual source? Why quote hearsay when you could quote uh, a Makar Ne'eman? But Rapprashel continues that to say that Arizal said it about the Ramak, so then how could the student, the Shach Torah, not only not interpret the Pasuk that way, but interpret the Pasuk that such a thought is Nevala, is abominable, is disgusting. And therefore he says that in all probability the story got garbled. And he quotes a sefer called Shneim Asar Drushim, 12 Drushais, given by somebody by the name of Shmuel Yehuda Katzen Ellen Boygen who was the great-grandson of the Maharimins. He lived from 1521 to 1597. He died in Padua. I had the privilege to be at his kever in Padua. He was the son of Mahar, the Maharam uh, Katzen Ellenbogen, Maharam Mintz, Mayor Katzen Ellenbogen. And he is giving a hesped in the ghetto um for somebody by the name of Zalman Katz, and he darshans the Pasuk, you see a man, Kiyah Be'ish, Ish is a lashon of Tzadikim, Chashuvim, and yet even though there's no person that's righteous in the world that does good and doesn't sin, but you wonder how, why would he have died? Could he have done a sin that he's worthy of the death penalty? So why did he die? Kiyah Be'ish, Chet, if man will be missing, mishpat maves, a reason to die. The, the reason is, the humas. You know why he died? Because of the sins of the generation. Like Chazal say in many places, tzaddikim are accountable for the sins of the generation. So, the humas, he actually did not die because of his own sins. He died because of the sins of others. Or, v'salisa o'isayalets, hinge it on the tree. Hinge it on the tree. It's not because of what he did, it's because of the sin of Adam Arishan. So here we have a Hesped that was given by Rishmo Yudha Katsunolenbogen. It was published in 1594. And it was not published again for 200 years. Rev. Tuvia Prashel conjectures that this is the source of this supposed Hesped. It was not said by the Ramah for Abshalom Shachna, otherwise the Shlo would have known about it. It was not said by the Ari for the Ramak, otherwise the Shach Torah would have known about it and he wouldn't have darshaned otherwise. But rather it is sourced in a Hesped Rav Shmuel Katzen Ellenbogen gave for Rav... By the way, Rav Shmuel Yehuda Katzen Ellenbogen was otherwise known as Shik. Shmuel Yehuda Katzenelenbogen. And this is the source of the Hesped. And in the course of time, because the Sefer was not in print, various versions emerged. And the names got a little bit garbled. And some attributed it to Ramah, and some attributed it to the Arizal. But in fact, it's unlikely it was the it was the Rama, then the Shla would have known about it. It's unlikely it was the Arizal, otherwise the Shach would have known about it. 
this is not completely satisfying to me. Number one, to me it's not fully compelling that if the Ramah would have said it about Rav Shom Shachna, the Shla would have quoted it. Why does the Shla have to quote that as a source? Why would that be better than Tikkun Ezeiah? Why not go straight to the the real source? It definitely is somewhat questionable that if the Ari said it about the Ramak, then why was it not discovered until the times of Yonis and Ibishitz? And why would the Shachalatur interpret the Pasuk that this is such a Navala? But here's the point that I would like to analyze and which is the most troubling to me. If you would have asked the Rebbeinus and Ibishitz, if you would have asked the Chida, if you would have asked the Chavel Siyair, is it a legitimate Hashkafa that if you see uh, someone who appears to be a Tzaddik die without just cause, is it a legitimate Hashkafa to say, you know what, they didn't sin, the reason why they died is because of the sin of the Yetz Hadas. Is that legitimate? They would say, of course it is. The Chida would say, yeah, uh, the Arizal said that about the Ramak. Rabbi Yonis and Ayrishas would say, yeah, the Ari said about the Ramak. Whether the Ari did or not, Rabbi Prashad would argue he didn't, but the Chida says he did, based on Rabbi Yonis and Ayrishas who says he did. So these Gedol Israel held that this was a legitimate Hashkafa. And yet if you ask the Shach, if you see a righteous, seemingly righteous person die, is it legitimate to say, oh, they died because of the sin of the Yitzhadas? He would say, not only is it not legitimate, it's disgusting to say that. So how could you have such a wide machlaikas? You know, I understand in many areas in Judaism there's uh, different opinions. That's part of being have a, having a maturity in learning, recognizing the different viewpoints and different attitudes and different perspectives. But to have such a wide machloikis that the Chida and Rabbi Yonis and Ibishitz and the Chavos would say that this is a true and valid hashkafa that you could have a seemingly righteous person and say, you know what? He died only because of the sin of Adam. And yet the Shach would say, that is so wrong, it's forbidden, it's disgusting. How could he have such a wide machloikis? So I want to suggest three approaches to reconcile to, and bring closer these two viewpoints. And then, in a sense, it's not such a wide mach like this. Somebody passes away and somebody has to give a eulogy. Are you allowed to exaggerate? Are you allowed to stretch the truth? Oh, he's such a tzaddik, he always learned. He always learned. He learned most days of the week. Are you allowed to say he learned every day? He was, he was never missed a minion. Out of, uh, 30, out of, you know, 90 minyanim a week, he only missed 20. He never missed, are you allowed to exaggerate? Are you allowed to exaggerate out of Hesped? So there's a Taz in Yoradea, he says, yeah, you're allowed to exaggerate a little bit. And there are different ways of explaining that Taz. The words of the Taz are, because everybody, if they would have been able to, they would have done a little bit more. Let's say a guy gives $100 to Tzedakah. Why doesn't he give 117 He doesn't have 117 But probably if he would have had 117 he would have given 117 
So you're allowed to say the guy is a little better than he is because he would have been if he could. That's one way of saying it. Others say because we're, we underestimate a person's greatness, they're usually a little bit better than we think they are. So maybe it's like this. If you see somebody pass away, are you allowed to say to yourself, I don't understand. I don't understand the ways of God. This person was such a tzaddik. Why'd they die? Why'd they die? I mean, how do you know he never did Navera? He, he's never, he never was nichshol in, in Avera. There, there are many Averois, Chamurois, that are very easy to be nichshol in. So why are you questioning the ways of Hashem? Well, oh, I have, it must be he died because of the sin of Adam Arishayim. You know how to think that. You know how to question God's ways that way. That's prohibited. That's disgusting. Why are you challenging Hashem? You have no right to question Hashem. It is prohibited to say about someone who died, they never sinned, and I, we don't understand the ways of Hashem, they died because of the sin of Adam Rishon. I, but Rabbi Yonis and the Chida say, that Arizal said that at the Hesped of the Ramak. At a Hesped, you're allowed to say that. You're allowed to exaggerate that even if the person maybe did a few things that might have been wrong, you're allowed to say at the Hesped, they never did anything wrong. You're allowed to exaggerate a little bit at a Hesped. The fact that the Shach al says it's disgusting to think that may not be a contradiction to the fact that the Rabbi Yonah and the Chida say that Ari said it at the Hesbet of the Ramak or that the Ramah said at the Hesbet of Shalom Shachna. These Gedolim knew there's no human being that's perfect except for maybe the four people that the Gemara mentions who never sinned. But they're allowed to say at a Hesbet sort of an exaggerated hesped, because that's a halacha. You're allowed to say that a person's a little bit better than he really is. But you can't really think that. You can't really think, you know, the Lord took him away for no cause. No, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to do a din below din. That's one way to reconcile the sheet of Rav Yonis and the Chida and the Chavos Yoyer with the Shach the only thing is, this is still difficult. Because the Shlach Kadosh interprets the Pasuk in Chumash. That if you see somebody who's missing a reason to die, and he died hinging on the sin of the Yitz Hadas, the Shlach is not saying that this is what you could say at a Hespit. He's interpreting the Pasuk in the Chumash this way, straight up. Likewise, the Sefer Yarech Hoysanim is saying that the Ramah interpreted the Pasuk this way, not that he gave a Hesped. So you can't say, oh, by a Hesped you could exaggerate, but you can't think that. But the Shloss says you could think that. Here's another possibility. If somebody sees a person that died, even a big tzaddik, you're not allowed to say, you know, the person never sinned and he really shouldn't have died. Why did he die? I don't know. It's Adam Marishan's fault. Don't blame it on Adam Marishan. You're not allowed to say that. You're not even allowed to say it about a tzaddik. And a tzaddik can't say it about a regular person. But if you're an Arizal, you could say it about the Ramak. If you're a Ramah, you could say it about a Rav Shalom Shachna. 
a regular person to say when they go to a funeral of oh I don't understand why the person went he's such a great tzaddik why did God do this you know how to think that you know how to say that you can't even say that at a eulogy but someone of the caliber of Arizal someone of the caliber of Rama to say it about someone of the caliber of Shom Shachna to say it's someone of the caliber of Ramak they could say it Again, this is still not completely satisfying because the Shla interprets the Pasuk straight up. And the Shla is not saying that, oh, this is referring to, you know, uh, Tzadik who's Echad, B'miyuchad. And here's a third possibility that maybe has the most merit of all. And that is, one cannot say, when if they see someone who dies, I don't understand why the person died. It's completely, uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why the person die? It's a mystery. Can't understand it. No, you know how to say that. To say about somebody they never sinned? I don't understand why the person died. They have no Averos. You know how to say somebody has no Averos? <laughs> you think God took them away and they didn't do anything? <laughs> to say that someone is missing any sin at all and to throw all the blame on Adam and all the blame on the judgment of Shamayim, you can't do that. Rav Shmuel Yehuda Katzen Olenbogen the way he says it is, granted the person may have done something wrong, because but he's missing a reason to die. He sinned. He has infractions. He's done things wrong. But there's nothing that he did that's so wrong, that's so great, that's so severe that he should die. That you're allowed to say. You're allowed to say, you know, this person was a very good person. Why did he die? I'm not saying he never did not Vera, but why did he die? He died because of the sin of the Yitzhadas. But to say the person has no sin at all? That, the Shachal Torah calls a Navala. So throughout history, we have these two legends that the Ramah said at the Hesbid of Rav Shom Shachna, that the Arizal said at the Hesed of the Ramak, and that's recorded by Rabbi Yonasan Ibishitz, and also Ne'atak by the Chida. And what's a little bit uh, difficult is that we have a student of the Chida, the Shach, that interprets the Pasuk the exact opposite way, namely to maintain such an idea, such a notion, is Loisolin Nivlosoi, it's a Nivala, it's abominable. And based on that, Rav Prashel uh, is sort of somewhat incredulous regarding the authenticity of those legends. But on the other hand, <laughs> whether the Ari said it or whether Amma said it, Rav Yonison Ibishitz held he could have, and the Chidah held he could have, and the Chavazir held he could have. So we have to try to reconcile these two viewpoints 
and we offered a number of different interpretations that a hesped might be different. It might be different if the subject matter is Ramak or the Shom Shachna, and it might depend how it's articulated. Whether you say there's no sin at all might be uh, not the best way to go. Okay, Maravai, great to see everybody today. Have a great day. We'll see you next Monday. Call Tov.